listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two five ten or twenty five dollars and get a ton of bonus content One of us needs and appreciates all your support. All right, it's time to get with the spooky. Spooky time. Are you ready for the spooky, right? Are you ready for the spooky, baby, baby? Spooky. I'm sorry. (laughs) It feels like they definitely use that effect at Spooky World at some point. That and maybe even in the documentary, because some of the sound effects in the documentary, like they're like they did the uh, what is the uh, scream, the Wilhelm scream, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, you and, gotta have that. Yeah, and uh, a few of the things is like okay. Well, I mean, it fits the topic, which is the the topic of the film Spooktacular with an exclamation point, which is a new documentary about a thing. I'm kind of shocked. I don't think I ever heard of before, which no. was a you know. This is an extreme way of stating it, but this is how they chose to. The the first ever horror theme park. It's theme park is strong, right? Well, I mean, it's, they it was bigger than most anything else. I've yeah, I mean, the House of Tormund in Austin. I mean, at least it has like three, uh, three and a half maybe, uh, like separate like quote unquote haunted houses. Yeah, uh, that you walk through, and this actually had. I would say a little, uh, definitely a lot more yeah, than normal places. Six or seven, you know, including like the hayride. Yeah, the haunted hayride, which apparently was like the first proper haunted hayride. We're like, we're genuinely trying to be scary, not just cutesy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the the point is, is this this documentary uh, ex- executive produced by uh, the one of the biggest legends in practical effects, Tom Savini, who's also a big part of the story. Uh, who couldn't help uh, record in his car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird, right? <laughs> just, just like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> but yeah, this this guy, Dave Bertolino, who uh, decided he wanted, he found this old farm property that had lots and lots of unused farmland and then a huge ancient barn born and house. 1700s? Yeah, yeah, like that? yeah. Right? And that was like, nobody wanted it. And this tiny town in Massachusetts was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to buy it for like a song. I'm going to restore the barn and I'm going to create like, like a yearly haunted hayride. That'll be much better than anything anybody else does. Yeah. And it kind everybody was like, great. The town even was like, has given work to lots of people. Yeah. Where were you fixed up this barn? Cool. And he's like, great. That worked well. Let's uh, do something even bigger. When the product project continued to expand with more and more uh, sort of th- th- things, exhibits uh, from haunted houses to a haunted mine to a, a museum to a museum with wax figures and stuff, uh, it just it kept getting bigger. And it not just with that, but known all over the place, like major news networks covering it, uh, appearances on on uh, Jay Leno and the Tonight oh, Show, that whole site sequence, uh, celebrities who they were paying to come in there, like Linda Blair and Tom Savini and, and Kane Hodder, Kane and- Hodder, Robert England, people to be there and take place, take part in it. I mean, it was apparently a really big thing. And I was on the East Coast when this was going on, which is like 
early nineties. <laughs> when you were in like in your eighties, right? Well, I mean, I was admittedly on the East coast at the very, very beginning of it. Like 92 is when I left and that's more or less when this started. That's Yeah. That's when it started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But still I was like, damn it. I wish I'd stuck, stuck around for at least another year or two just I mean, to go to this. Cause it seems like it was just delightful. a blast. I mean, hell, I mean, God only knows if you could have gotten into it because like the, what is it? It's a whole thing they set up for the whole month of October. And evidently every weekend was like, Eight hour lines yeah, just to ridiculous. get in. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this was like out of the bag, fucking successful. And it kind of changed the whole face of these sort of things, of which haunted houses, which have cer- certainly every town had their version of, of one in October. Like we had the JC's haunted house. Many, t- many towns did. The JC's organization mm-hmm. would like organize and put one on. And it was pretty good, but it was usually just Halloween weekend. Right, right, right. Um, but this was like what we do this a whole month. We expanded all sorts of different types of stuff. They kind of just invented a lot of the things that became staples at, yeah. at haunted houses all around the country. Like every major city and even minor ones has multiple things that are like house of torment. We've got here. I mean, there's got, I think there's like five professional haunted house in, things in, in Austin. In Austin alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's a, Big money making thing, and this guy's the guy who fig- who cracked that code. And he, so uh, was it? What is his name? Daniel Bern- Bern- Dan, uh, David Bertolino. David Bertolino. I I'm shocked at this point that no one they like, haven't like done a biopic about this because he's such a charismatic like kind of snake oil salesman, but. He, that snake oil actually works. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a, he's a PR guy, and he's generally speaking seems like a pretty good dude. He's just so into this product that at points he makes some decisions that were not well thought out. No, uh, mainly the wax figures. Uh, yeah. yeah, he like there's a point he buys from the daughter of Anton Lavey, Sheena Lavey. Yeah, he he buys the their their Hollywood wax museum of like famous serial killers and horrible shit that happened because well, because he wanted uh, Dracula. Yeah, they had a yeah. One of the one exceptions that was fictional was was uh, Bela Lugosi. Yeah, Dracula. and he was like, and his whole point, which I agree with, is like, well, that doesn't belong here in this like Hollywood museum wax museum thing that these two people uh, uh, set up. And so he is like, well, the only way you could take it though is you have to take the rest of the wax figures. And also at the same time, like, well, you didn't have to then put them up. <laughs> and also in the the final room with Charlie Manson, we have a naked girl pop out of a coffin and dance around. <laughs> You're like, yeah. what? What are you doing? It seems like he went like a slight Roger Corman route for a hot minute. He's misgaging the fact that this is in a very small town in Massachusetts. And right. people were kind of behind it until they weren't. And it's kind of the rise and fall of this thing where mm-hmm. it was like, you're doing good when you have the town behind you. But you forgot to keep the time town behind you, and yeah, you, you flew too close close to the sun and got burnt. Yeah, um, yeah, it's certainly a thing that like was innovative and uh, like we, like I said, set the tone. Every town's got its own version of something like this. Some are bigger than others. The House Tormund is actually one of the bigger ones in the country, yeah. uh, which I love working with those guys. They were out in force at the screening. They were with all, all in costumes. They yeah. were fun. Yeah, the mo- the documentary itself, I feel. There's not enough really distinctive about this one place where I felt like it needed it the whole doc to be about it. I would have liked something that was more like starts with this and then continues on and follows the further evolution of these things. Sure, I get that. I don't know. I thought there was a, a good amount of information in here that they they stretched out enough to where uh, I, I, I thought that David uh, Bertolino was a really fascinating character. And I yeah. kind of wanted to just even more of him, even though he was a big part of it, of course. Uh, but uh, just like there, there are aspects in the documentary that it touches on that I thought were like 
prescient for now where, you know, this is, this is an acting gig for a lot of people. And the thing is though, what you're doing is that you are, it's not comedy. You're freaking and scaring the shit out of people. And then people can react in certain ways. And, uh, and like, it's like, wow, that's interesting that they at least touch on that. Like, oh yeah, some of our actors get fucking hurt. Oh yeah. No, I mean, like, I think there's at least three documentaries about making haunted houses. Uh, one of which honors the art of the scare. I highly recommend. Uh, but they all deal with this aspect yeah. of it. Like, yes, they get punched. They get. You know, people grab actresses' tits and, mm-hmm. and what have you. It's just, it's a thing that comes with the territory of doing this because humans are fight or flight, you know, and right. sometimes fuck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, um, what, I, the, the other thing with this is that, uh, the, the documentary, I don't want to like say that I don't want to be mean about it, but like, it's not the most well made documentary in the it's, world it's fine it's not i don't feel like it's clunky it's nothing is clunky it's I've just seen, like a lot of the editing choices were there were some odd and, and like you said having tom savini like film all his interview sequences from a moving car and and like you, with his a, airpods and he's shit an executive producer of the film you couldn't get him somewhere to do a proper interview. yeah because they do like you know proper talking heads with basically everyone else and savini was literally brought into this haunted house as initially a guy to sign stuff and then was like hey i'd like to partner with you guys and like they set up my own haunted house indoor like the first thing they had outside of like the hayride was a tom savini's house of horrors which was you know traditional haunted house but he's the guy who came up with a lot of the like oh things now drop in from above instead of just right. the sides and things uh which you now see everywhere right right uh look i thought the most interesting part of this was watching the evolution of the how they respond to what audiences want, what they don't want with building and what these the town things. doesn't want yeah. with this. Right. I thought that with like the politics when that gets involved, sure, it's like okay, now we're you know cooking with gas. Like this is really cool, yeah. Um, but it doesn't go a hundred percent all the way with it. No, which I I wish it did. I, uh, I almost wish this was like a mini series where you're like I said, sure. it would go on and talk about more stuff and continue talking about the evolution of haunted houses and the evolution of scares responding to how people, what they want, what they don't want. Cause they get a lot into people who are like, it was too scary. It wasn't scary enough. That, that sort of thing. Like what works for people and what doesn't. Right. And what's safe to do, what's not safe to do, you know? Yeah. Cause there's there, I think they touch on a little bit as well as like they were doing things. They're trying to be as safe as possible, but like, you know, people again would get hurt, not just from by people. Yeah. This isn't like, what's that, the theme park that was super dangerous they made a documentary about, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where yeah. Like all their, it was just wildly irresponsible, right? Yeah. This is not that. They are genuinely trying to be as responsible as possible, but you know, you can't please all the people all the time and uh, this is kind of like him trying to please all the people all the time and ultimately you end up pleasing nobody right yeah. i mean the for how long it went and for how successful they were yeah through all of it it's it's a, a pretty cool like rags to riches kind of story yeah. uh, a much more tiny tim than i would ever expect in a documentary about haunted houses okay that whole sequence i know we're it's trying to wrap this up weird. it's weird it's extremely awkward because yeah. bill maher jay leno and tiny tim are all involved with this uh, yeah. sequence and you know we talked about this a little bit i i used to like bill maher a lot and now he's just kind of an insufferable prick yeah um and jay leno 
<clears throat> and uh, well, you look back and you watch this early in Bill Maher's career and you go, oh, wait, maybe he was always an insufferable prick. I just didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so just this whole like kind of botched, like bad decision, like doing a live wedding thing. Yeah, in, which in, was a follow up to Timmy, uh, uh, Tiny Tim getting married to his first wife on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And they're like, what if we had him get married again? But at the haunted house, and then live simulcast on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah, and know? then Bill Maher is making fun of it, like this is stupid. And you're like, and, and there's more to it than that. Even that's right. just awkward and uncomfortable and horrible. I mean, the man literally died. Like I think they said two, two years later. Yeah, it was just like, oh my god. And like, like it's just watching this guy who once was inexplicably a huge star. I mean, yeah, I don't. I still will never understand the appeal of Tiny Tim, but but it was there. It was a real thing. This guy we, playing this little ukulele with a high pitched uh, contralto voice. Yeah. That's nothing but annoying. Sorry. No, it is. Uh, you should watch uh, Blood Harvest or listen to Trash in the Cans first ever episode called uh, with uh, we watch Blood Harvest. Does that start t- Tiny Tim? It does. It's a horror movie. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So clearly he had a connection. To horror i was unaware of uh, i think it's one of those things like a lot of actors get their start in horror when they're young and a lot of actors when things are winding finish. up finishing their starts or finish you want to start yeah not start, finish starting is the key starting <laughs> in any young talent out there no 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 no, no. you start with this yeah. then you build from there yeah yeah uh like us with the spectacular review yeah yeah soon we'll be in an oscar award-winning martin scorsese movie review oh yeah someday that's next